Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. I'm here today with Samantha, who has experienced two miscarriages and also wants to talk about the anxiety that comes up for a lot of people post-miscarriage, but isn't really talked about or addressed. So Samantha, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. I'm glad that you could have me on. Yeah. So tell me about your story. Um, so I've been with my husband for almost eight years in July, and we've been married for four years on May 3rd, and we started trying to have a baby in, I guess, November of 2016. It took us about seven months to get pregnant, and um, so I was... I guess the first pregnancy we found out like a little bit after Memorial Day weekend of 2017. And my first appointment was July 11th. And whenever we went in for the first appointment, I was, um, I guess, like a little over 10 weeks. And I hadn't had like any signs of um, miscarriage at all, but the baby stopped growing. At sorry, my dog. I don't know if you're gonna hear him barking. Um, the baby stopped growing at like a little over six weeks. Okay. So. Okay. And were you having other symptoms, like first trimester symptoms? Yes, I had like all the typical. Okay. Um, just everything. Like I was exhausted, and um, so it was crazy up until you know it happened. So I had like no sign at all. Wow. Okay. I did like two days before the appointment, I had like a slight, slight, slight spotting. I wouldn't even consider it like, you know, anything heavy. And um, from what I had read, sometimes that could have been normal. They said like if your uterus was stretching or something. And so um, I wasn't like too concerned about it because it wasn't, you know, like a lot at all. Like it was barely any. So that was it. And that was just like a few days before our appointment. Wow. Okay, so you're at the appointment. Yeah, so we're at the appointment, and, um, you know, my mom, me and my mom are really close as well, so she actually came with me and my husband. And so we get there, and they just couldn't find a heartbeat. And so they, um, you know, the, the text, they can't tell you anything you can ask, and they're just like, oh, the doctor will talk to you about it. And so I was like, okay, that's not probably not a good sign. <laughs> and so um, the doctor had just went to lunch and so they took pictures of everything and they were like, well, y'all go to lunch. And when you come back, you can meet with the doctor and they'll discuss the results with you. And so I was like, okay, it was like the longest hour ever. And so we ran and grabbed something to eat and we came back. And of course the doctor told us that, um, the baby had stopped growing, at like a little over six weeks and that they don't know like when the heart stopped beating, but just that it stopped growing. And so I don't know, you know, like when it actually uh, you know, passed away or whatever. But so I guess she said, since I hadn't had like, like my body was taking so long because since, you know, it stopped growing at six weeks, you know, when, like, when was I going to start trying to pass it? Cause it had been a month you know, already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nothing yeah. had happened. So she was like, well, I'll give you till the weekend. Um, and she so she went ahead and prescribed me 
these uh, pills are called Cytotec, and the generic name is Mr. Pro, Mr. Pro Law or something. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And basically, you take eight of them all at once, and it, like, throws you into labor, I guess, and you start having contractions. And so I never – that was – our appointment was on a Tuesday, and, like, I still – like, nothing happened you know, from Tuesday through Friday. And so on Saturday, whenever I had to work on that Saturday morning. So when I got home from work, uh, I took them and it took about two to three hours from, for them to start working. And it was terrible. And so it like, I would not recommend that to anybody. If they give you an option, I would always like just continue to try to pass it on your own or just get a DNC because it was very traumatic <laughs> having to do that at home. So did they give you pain meds with it? Yeah, they gave me um, what's called Tylenol 3. So it's like yeah. Tylenol with codeine. It's like a very, um, like not, not a very strong pain medication, which I have a pretty high pain tolerance too. And so, I mean, it like helped a little, but I would, it was um, like, I could have just not taken them and it would have been. It's beyond you know, pain meds. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, it wasn't fun at all. And so, um, yeah, I would like, unless you, if you're going to do that at home, <laughs> I would like request something stronger or just not do it at all. Like, because it was not fun at all. And my poor husband and my mom and my sister all came over to take care of me. And, um, I like, I just couldn't, I mean, it was crazy, but then I'll say like, whenever it passed, then it passed, which was crazy. It was like, all of a sudden it was over, like all this buildup. And then whenever, you know, it passed, which that in itself was traumatic because I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And um, so I have a lot of guilt about that because like, I don't know, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. Well, that's a common Um, thing when it's being passed at home because yeah, they don't tell you what to do. And then you're like, um, do I just flush the toilet? Yeah. (laughs) And no one really wants to talk about that because it's weird and it's gross and it's super emotional, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. So in in that moment, I was just like, okay, I guess I just flushed the toilet. And so I did. And then immediately I was like, oh my God, like, should I have buried that? Like, should we, what should we have done? Like, you know, and my husband was like, you just can't think about it. It's fine. And my mom's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, honey. I'm so sorry. You know? So then that was a whole nother issue in itself. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. That is, uh, definitely a piece that is left out and is very emotional. So, okay. Um, how did you do physically after that? So, um, I guess, you know, it wasn't too bad. I had, um, some bleeding and stuff for, I don't know, probably like a week after. Um, and then it was pretty much back to normal. It was about 30 days and I had my next period, but I, like I was telling you, I worked, um, you know, all the, I was working six days a week at the time. And I honestly didn't even have time to, I had one day, like that happened on Saturday. I was off on Sunday and then I went back to work on Monday and worked six days a week. And so, you know, I, I honestly don't know if that like helped or hurt because at the time it was just like, I didn't really have time to think about it. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. And I had told you that I wrote that blog post about it, which really helped me just to like get it off my chest. And, um, and, you know, me and my husband have been together for so long that everybody, you know, was like, when are y'all going to have a baby? When are y'all going to have a baby? And, um, we would get asked that all the time. And I almost like felt like I just wanted to put that out there for the world. So they would stop asking. Yeah. Um, 
I know that sounds crazy, but it's like so awkward when people will ask you that and you're like, okay, well, we just had a miscarriage. So, yeah. um, So, (laughs) yeah. So I decided to write that blog post and I felt so much better whenever I just like kind of put it out there. You know, it was really therapeutic for me to write about it. So good. Good. So after the first miscarriage, did you have anxiety after that or did it really only show up after the second? It was really only after the second. I don't. Okay. Um, so tell me about that one. So we, um, we had decided to like not, well, she had recommended, our doctor recommended that we wait like a few months before we started trying again. And so that happened in July. And so I was like, well, how about we like take a getaway, just the two of us. So we planned a trip to Mexico. And so then when we got back, you know, you have to wait like cause the Zika virus and all that. So we were like, okay, let's just wait like six to eight weeks. And then we started trying again. So we started trying, um, I guess it was like the very beginning of December, like the end of November. And we actually got pregnant the first try, like the first time we started trying again after the miscarriage. And um, so we scheduled our appointment and this time they scheduled our first appointment like way sooner because of what had happened. Um, You know, they wanted to be sure. So we're, you know, super excited because everybody had told us, you know, one miscarriage that can be pretty normal. Like we're not discounting it, but just know that, you know, like one in four women will miscarry on their first pregnancy and they go on to have, you know, healthy pregnancies. So it's kind of like you get that in your mind and you're just, it's like, you're almost like, okay, well, this one's going to be fine because that's what statistics say and um, this and that. And so we go to our first appointment and we were, um, like seven weeks I think it was like seven weeks to the day actually and they're like and I'm like a crazy person like I was taking ovulation tests I have like four apps on my phone which probably isn't good but that's just how I am I'm super OCD and so we go in there and it was kind of just like all too familiar we have this ultrasound and the text just like okay you know and her her body language and everything you could just, it was written all over her face. And this time I had my mom, I was like, mom, like, I just want to do this just me and Philip. She was like, no problem. Um, and so it was just us two in there. And, uh, anyway, so she was like, I finally was just like, what's going on? And she's like, well, I'm not supposed to say anything. And then she was like, but it is, it's just measuring at like five weeks and four days. She's like, you probably miscalculated your due date or your, your last period or whatever. And I'm just thinking in my head, no, like I know exactly when mm-hmm. I started, you know, that's just how I am. And my husband too, he was like, you just did it wrong. Like you probably just thought you started on this day, but you did it. And I'm like, there's no way I'm off like a week in three days, you know, there's no way. And so, um, they had us do blood work and all of those things. And we met with the doctor and she was like, okay, come back next week on this day. And we're going to do another ultrasound and do more blood. And I actually had to go back, uh, a few days in between, uh, just to do blood work. And so I did that while my counts were still increasing, but not like they were supposed to. They were going up a little, but not doubling or tripling or whatever they're supposed to be doing. And so um, we finally go back. It gets to the um, next ultrasound and I was still measuring. I had measured a little bit farther. It was like six weeks. The first one, they didn't even see a fetal pole or anything like that. And so on the second one, um, I I had progressed a little bit, but there was still... um, like nothing, no heartbeat, nothing. But since my count still went up, um, you know, they were like, what do y'all want to do? And I was like, obviously we're not going to do anything about it yet. Like we'll come back. So we waited like another week and we went back and, um, finally my count started going down 
and then there was like no you know at this point we would have been like over eight weeks according to my period and so you know they were like okay your counts are going down and um, all these other factors I don't remember they listed a bunch of stuff and so then we scheduled they were like what do y'all want to do and I was like I'm not doing this at home again you know I want to do a DNC and they were like okay we can do that so they got me in the next day and that was like um super painless I mean it was it's the procedure is not long at all and so it was so much better than doing it at home good I'm glad you had a better experience yeah if you're gonna go through crap at least it wasn't as painful okay so you come out of the DNC physically you're doing better than the first time but emotionally not so much no so I honestly had no idea what to expect but I actually um so I was switching jobs and so I had a week um in between which I didn't know but it was like much needed and so like at the time you know because I've I'm used to working like you know and by the grace of God there ended up being like a week in between you know my last day at my other job and then my new my new job starting and so I had this week and I was like, okay, it'll be good. Um, but it just, you know, never really got like better. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's just like my hormones or what, but I went back in for a follow-up and I told her, I was like, I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm not sleeping. Um, I've never had anxiety or a panic attacks or anything in my whole life. And I had, um, for sure, like one full, what I would call full blown panic attack. And then a few other episodes where, I don't know if it was like for sure a panic attack or not, but it sure felt like it. And it was just, yeah, it just wasn't good. And so she put me on uh, some like sleeping medication. It was just, it's kind of like a high powered antihistamine, like nothing serious. It's like a, you know, higher power Benadryl. It's called hydroxyzine. And it actually has helped a lot just as far as sleeping. And then the further away that we get from um, like the day of that DNC, the better that it's gotten but I still have my moments where it's just like you can't control it and it sucks it's like anything can trigger the anxiety and um well that creates anxiety do what that creates anxiety oh yeah what will trigger the anxiety so then you're anxious that something's gonna trigger the anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and then it can just be like somebody asking you about it or like people you know talking about it which you know, I started this new job and everybody's great. Um, I, there's a lot of women that I work with that are, you know, around my age or that are still in their prime of having kids or whatever. And um, so it's, I feel like, I don't know if it's just me imagining it, but I feel like it's baby talk everywhere all the time. And, um, you know, which is great because I think all babies are blessings, but when you're in this situation, it's so hard, you know, to, not feel jealous honestly I hate saying that out loud but no it's true um, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I've been there yeah and so I yeah I don't think people understand like you know you hear about postpartum depression and all those things after you actually give birth and you have a child and so you know it's that is like a normal thing but I've tried to like google and there's not like a ton of information about there out there about um, post miscarriage anxiety or whatever you want to call it so I'm just like am I just crazy or is this a thing you know and thank goodness like my husband I told him I'm like I don't know what is going on with me but I apologize and he's like it's okay you know I understand and so I just uh 
thank goodness he's very patient because um it, I know it can be a lot sometimes I'm sure well it's interesting it does kind of make sense because of the hormone fluctuation that's going on yeah. after a miscarriage you know if it could happen post-birth it could happen after a miscarriage and I know I've heard many women talk about it but I've never looked it up actually yes. so it's interesting you didn't really find much no not okay. you know not a lot of like I don't know statistics or whatever it's just yeah it doesn't seem like it's just a thing that's talked about and then also just this isn't like that important but even just like hair loss like uh you know how like people after they have babies you hear about their hair falling out and stuff and then it gets better or I mean I've heard people talk about that I don't I don't know if that is like a thing but anyways I like I've had those symptoms too so it's almost like in a way you're suffering all these side effects that people would after you just have a baby I'm like you didn't just have a baby so um it makes it a little worse (laughs) definitely makes it a little worse yeah so what has helped you you're able to take something to help you sleep writing has helped you yes writing which the um I haven't been having to take the sleeping medication as much so it's getting better um but obviously my husband is awesome um and he's you know, we just kind of like sat down and I just was like, this is what I need from you. Like, I know you can't fix the problem, but, um, I just, just need you to be there for me. And he's like, okay. Cause he was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, um, and so that's one thing, just like if you are married and you go through this, um, lean on your spouse. Cause I feel like it can either make you or it can, or it can make you stronger or just, you know, make things worse. And so, um, I just try to be like really open because your husbands, they don't read minds. And so if you don't talk to them about what you're feeling, then they're not going to know, you know? And so that's something that's been like very important to me. And then also, um, after the first miscarriage, we had a very dear friend send us this, um, like care package thing. I guess it's like some company that does it. I'd have to go, um, uh, look at what the name was I can't remember off the top of my head but inside that there was just like a bunch of cool stuff there was like an ornament that was like a Christmas ornament for um the baby and it was like you know your first uh, Christmas in heaven and all this stuff well in that care package there was um this devotional book and it's called grieving the child I never knew and there's literally literally like a devotion in that for every situation that you could think of regarding like miscarriage or infant loss or anything like that and that has been a tremendous help for me so oh that's fantastic I haven't heard of that yeah it's pretty cool and it there's like a prayer in there like there's even um like a section about you know talking or you know discussing with your husband um and like helping understand like what he's going through um, just li- like literally, I can't even think of all off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, like being, like being around like other pregnant women and, or like the holidays when it's hard cause you're around a lot of people. Like it's just, I don't know, it's pretty cool. And so, and there's, um, like really good scriptures and, you know, from the Bible that are in there and yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's been like a big help for me as well. So that's awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah. And there's a blog that I follow and she, this uh, woman has had 
like seven miscarriages and somebody sent this to her. So I don't think these were her words. Um, but this like really hit home for me. She had said, um, you feel like when you feel like God has set you aside, he hasn't, he set you apart. And so like the whole part of like the whole theme of like this letter that she wrote her was like about being set apart from everyone else, but not like set aside. And um, she goes in to talk about like scripture from the Bible and all this. And um, that was just like a really good reminder that, you know, just like God isn't, you know, not answering your prayers or he's, he didn't forget about you. Um, he didn't set you aside. He just set you apart, you know, and um, that was like really great for me to read. So That's really wonderful. It's going to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your story today. Um, No problem. Did we, I know you specifically wanted to make sure we covered the anxiety piece. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, that was the main thing. Cause I just, if anyone else was going through that, I just want to make sure they know that like it's, they're not the only ones. Um, they're not crazy. It does happen and it does get better. And I think, I really do think it's just like your hormones are just all over the place. And um, so it is, you know, normal, I guess it was for me. So good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your story. You're welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. I think it's so great and I've listened to it and it really has helped just hearing other people's stories as well. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your life to do this for women to help them. So you're so welcome. My pleasure.